Hi, hello. Uh, Zale has 120 hit points. I am just saying that <laughs> out loud. <laughs> That's how we're starting oh, because this fucking bitch is flying towards us and we're going to die. And that's mm-hmm. the episode. The episode, let me just fast forward a little bit. Let me just save all the listeners some time. Mm-hmm. This dragon is going to fly straight into the tower, through the tower, turn around, eat us whole, including the entire tower, and then everything's going to set on fire. And that's it. And then there's no more. It swallows the doorknob and something happens. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to need to get my gold back from Zote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a wasted investment at this point. Yeah. Is that what you do? No. <laughs> No. no, I think I'm more worried about other things at the moment. Gwydion, you have the doorknob. Uh, what the fuck are you doing? Because I'm already sweating. Gwydion just holds the doorknob up into the air and throws it, it in the woods. And yeah, just chucks it. I just, <laughs> I just throw it. Just, <laughs> just throw it. Strikes <laughs> Zale right between the eyes. Yeah, kills just him. Kills 121 <laughs> damage. <laughs> it's got Such a sock in the doorknob like a Pokemon. That's yeah. where it lives now. It's got a doorknob. <laughs> Hey, we got whoa. a joke. We got a Pokemon him. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'm yeah. pretty sure that's like exactly what he wants, and we shouldn't do that. But yeah, <laughs> we can do it's it. Like, thanks, bro. He's like incredible. Yeah, and it's like hell yeah, thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Gwydion holds up the doorknob and puts it together and turns it. Okay, so I would, I would, I would like, you know, are you going to give it any direction? Or are you just <laughs> no? Opening I'm, it? <laughs> I'm opening up while I'm envisioning Veermore. Gwydion thinks back to Veermore and mm-hmm. the edge of Veermore that he used to peek out at as, as a kid on, along the tree line, and he, and he turns the doorknob. Okay. Just takes a deep breath in, like, you know. Yeah. Roll will. Um, do you have a strong will, don't think there was a roll Can for I this? aid? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Uh, I would, I don't know how I'm going to aid. You have nothing to aid with? I've, no. I've never been to Veermore. I have no, like, yeah, if you, I don't if, know how if to... Herbert tries to aid, it's going to be like, he's going to be thinking about, like, sharks and squid and shit, and we're going to end up at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> How can Echo aid? Echo is yeah. because she has done this exact process before spiritually. Uh, and so she, I'm assuming, is kind of like mm. helping in an almost psychic way. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, and I, w- I would say like there's a, a little bit of a physical. I think she kind of just like puts a hand on his shoulder mm-hmm. like right before he gets ready to do this. Force like, him in the temple. But I didn't roll high enough. <laughs> Gives so. him a little tickle. <laughs> yeah. Gwydion is sweating so much it looks like somebody dumped water on him. Uh, he, I got a 15. That okay. was fast. You turn the door knob and... <laughs> open and it's like watching a section of your of what you're seeing like your frontal vision your reality just split open in the shape of a door and it just slides open inward towards <laughs> this like burst of warm air and like huh? a flicker of white light and this like puff of molten ash like spills out onto your onto your leaf wrapped feet. Oof. I'm gonna have you roll will again as you open this to try and keep it together. I'm gonna try to kill your character. <laughs> oh, that doesn't look like a high number. Nineteen. Oh, I was incredibly wrong. You're looking at what once was your home through this little slit in reality as the muffled screams of Arlo, we have to move behind you and this uproarious crowd of foot stomps behind you start filing past you now and into the barren waste that are Veermore. Everyone is coming through two at a time as quickly as they can, sort of funneling through this doorway. And before you are the watchtower, every one of them that there are, and your party and Veermore. And you feel yourself step through and you're home. Mm, okay. You're home again. <laughs> and a lot of you are here in Veermore. 
It's the the, the <laughs> first intact first Still? order of business. Yeah, the portal is it intact? The portal that we're stepping the through the door. Uh, that's why I didn't start describing things. I was waiting for Gwydion to close it behind him. But okay. it's open. I mean, yeah, I'm. I'm is everybody? So everybody's through. Everyone is. Through. Okay, I'm, I'm closing it. Gwydion closes close the it. door as soon as you do. Like the sort of point in space that the doorknob was attached to as you close it it just sort of like regains its weight in your hand and kind of jars you for a moment it sort of drops in your hand the sphere of like bronzish wood cast in in smooth crystal okay and here you are does anybody have a map i always have a map who the fuck do you think i am Am i have to take a little gander at that you always ask for my map why don't you get your own damn map it's literally my map no, it's not. It's my map. I printed this map. <laughs> yeah, you printed it, and then you gave it to me like four years ago, and I was the only one who kept up with mine. Well, that's your fault for being responsible. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, if that just that's, isn't my fucking life. <laughs> yeah, that's why we all lose everything anytime he gives us anything. Gwydion, you know immediately where you are, despite the sort of charred shadow mm-hmm. that this place has become. To your right and left, and then directly in front of you, are these like rounded but very tall and thin peaks that were once bursting with rhododendron and sparkling and dew. So to your northeast, to your northwest, and directly north, they sort of spill up. And you're in this kind of like bowl-shaped small valley that now is, you can see, the surface of it has a thin layer of ash on it here between these peaks. But this bowl-shaped alley that you're, or excuse me, valley that you're in um, has been like covered in a thin blanket of glass from the pressure of Zale's fire raining Whoa. down on it. Oof. You are a little south <laughs> of the heart of Veermore. So about five miles south of your village proper. Okay. Which would make the the Heartwood about six miles northwest of here and the fortress that holds the rest of the sword a good 50 to 60 miles north of here as well. Okay. This valley, or specifically a small little valley that you're in, was the, were the spring fields where a lot of the village's water was brought and was a served as a stage for a um, sort of performative task for many of the, the bards and knights of the Crystal Sword, the Order, where they would bring water in buckets the size of themselves on their head back and forth from here to the to the springs to the village. Um, here you are. What would you all like to do? You have this big crowd of <laughs> people around you that are quickly sort of spreading out and taking in hmm. the scenery uh, around them. Real quick, because Spadefoot's never walked through the fucking doorknob before, hmm. and he has no idea if anybody else has either. Is there any way for me to know or sense or understand... If what we just did is going to have any lasting repercussions. <laughs> no, I was going to ask something similar. Like, how did that How did that <laughs> feel? <laughs> well, Zote is uh, on the edge <laughs> of inside out. <laughs> <laughs> Zote is on the edge of the, the group, kind of like hunched with his head between his knees. Uh, obviously sick. <laughs> but beyond that, most everyone else around here, including yourselves, feel a sort of tinge of wavy nausea. But there's there's no magic in the air here. All right, I'll remind you guys a little bit about um, things to do here as you sort of take in this ash smog ridden landscape of 
of rounded tall peaks around you. What little information you're able to interrogate out of the necromancer seemed to imply that these three spots on the map that he had in his possession were some sort of devices or spells or sigils or something that were affecting the, the tree, the heartwood tree here, negatively to help Zale gain some sort of power or edge. Um, it could just be to disable the tree or possibly I think you guys were experimenting with the theory that Zale was leeching power from the tree. But irregardless, that's something you can do is is disable these these symbols yeah. or these these objects or <clears throat> heartwood tree. The horn itself, as you know, needs to be blown to to call aid from the other knights of Yaddle here um, mm-hmm. to this location to help you fight Zale. That horn is intertwined in the branches of the heartwood at the top, at the center of it. Oh. So it sounds mm-hmm. like we've got four people, four spots, time to split the party. You guys should split <laughs> up immediately. I will I let the air out of your idea. tires. <laughs> My tires are already flat at the shop. Thank you. <laughs> and then there's also the pressing case of needing the other part of the sword because Zale is upon <clears throat> you. The war truly is on now. They are hunting you as as best as they can with with the little information that you've, you know, afforded them. And they are on a warpath destruction. The clock is ticking. Who has the other piece of the sword? You guys. You do. We have the hilt. Right? Yeah, but like who is carrying it? Who has it on mm. their person? Uh, Ezek? Yeah, Ezek. Ezek? Yeah, he put it away in like a little pocket portal. Oh, Good. nice. Yeah. Okay. I also have a pocket also known as a Also known as a pocket <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. uh, but I have a pocket dimension. I was just thinking maybe that was something we should put in the pocket dimension. It mm-hmm. definitely could have been something you guys talked about and did. So we could just say that's where it is now. Okay. Yeah, if you'd like. I'm just imagining Spadefoot like physically, aggressively taking the sword away from Ezek. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Yep. <laughs> that's great. Nothing could go wrong at all, ever. So we have to start formulating a plan. Okay. Really? <laughs> I thought we could just wander around and make it. Hey, listen, man, we're sitting here. We're sitting here all joke, joke, goof, goof. We're about to fucking die. <laughs> yeah, this is, um, yeah, the immense pressure of realizing that Zale is on our ass now is uh, really the fucking worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I would like to remind everybody before I forget to do so. Uh, Zale has a little weak spot where a little glowing gem is. Not really, but um, there's a sliver <laughs> of exposed skin on his neck from the previous strike of the sword. Mm-hmm. And just as a refresher, that's it's like a probably... glowing red tar- uh, target reticle. Yeah, exactly. It makes like a little noise every once in a while. So and it flashes. So we just got to make sure to like do a combo and hit the the sword. I think Herbert's going to walk over and check up on Gwydion. That's probably a nice so, thing to do. I imagine it's been a while since you've been here, right? How how are you feeling? It's not the greatest, but... No, I mean, um, <laughs> walking on these ashes. I was here when it happened, and I knew what it would be like coming back. So I think I think I'm okay. I think I'm all right. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, things regrow. I mean, they can burn it. Is this where your village was? No, my village was farther up the road north mm-hmm. this is where we used to bring water it was part of the training i have fond memories of this area i mean at the time i hated it but that's like i think that's how it is for a lot of people looking back on your past as a child there's things you, you take for granted and then looking back you would give anything to be in that moment again but 
But yeah, I'm okay. I think we should keep going and stay focused and yeah. see if there's still a fighting chance to save this place. Um, so with your permission, I'd like to take some of this ash. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. And then Herbert like kneels down, like gets his like knees in in the dirt and the ash and like just scoops up as much of like pure ash as he possibly can mm-hmm. and then puts it away in like a little pouch on his hip. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. All right. So we have that map. Are we going to, what are we, what are we doing? Are we trying to establish, we probably need to get everyone somewhere safe before we start trying to run off and like lead them into danger. Well, I mean. Like look at poor Zote. He doesn't have his feet. Like he's <laughs> nearly drowned. I mean, well? the center of town, I mean, the main village area had a, a town circle kind of, and I would, as I remember, there was still stone left. Is so it close? That would provide cover, at least. I don't know. I don't know spatially. You said like five miles, right? Yeah, around five miles north. A little under, I'd say. So that's yeah. kind of like, what, like an hour walk? Yeah. yeah. It's five that miles for you guys. Yeah, five miles isn't much to cover. Yeah. I think we, yeah. You want to start walking? Yeah. I think so. Unless you guys think that we need to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, spread all resources and start hitting for every objective we possibly can. I think we need to get everybody safer. Okay. We've got, we have too many that aren't in fighting shape. So you're saying we shouldn't split the party. <laughs> I am saying this, I think this, we should. Yes. I mean, what could go wrong? I mean, if we're all by ourselves, then we'll never know what happens to the other person. It'll Hearing it that way, maybe we should not split the party. Mm. <laughs> okay. Oh, all right. Well, you didn't have to be so rude about my suggestion. Just catching up. Okay. Echo looks at Woody and I assume still holding the doorknob. Yeah. And she says... Should we dismantle it again? Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Can, I, can, I, can, I, can I, like, touch that with my hands real quick and hold that? Oh, God. Uh, Gwydion, <laughs> looks, Gwydion looks to Herbert, kind of like for, well, like... I just, um, well, <laughs> I, I just kind of want to check it out. I'm not going to do anything fucking crazy. I mean, I know I'm kind of on a cre- crazy streak right now, yeah. but... Yeah, Is that are... mask still on your face? <laughs> yeah, so it says behind a, a, a completely <laughs> void white mask. Yeah, yeah. Everything's cool, man. <laughs> I'm totally fine. Okay. All right. You hold on to it. Just let me touch a single finger to it. What if Listen, we put the doorknob okay. on Spadefoot's face and try to open up a mouth hole so he can okay. breathe better? Okay. And then Gwydion starts trying to place it on. Ah, but none of us, no, oh. us just have seen the inside of Spadefoot's mouth. Echo is yeah. horrified. <laughs> <laughs> I am unbothered. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I wouldn't consider your head being deleted unbothered. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're dead. He oh, just said, bother. Oh. It's over. It's over. He, he did it. Done. It's okay. over. Your head deleted. That's right. what happens. It All right. Well, let me circle. take out my other character. <laughs> <laughs> now, Gwydion, you know, reaches his hand out and shows you the doorknob. Um, I'm going to touch it. Okay. Uh, so now, if it's dropped anywhere, somebody grabs it, I can call it back within yeah. 100 miles. Mm. This mm. is important. How does that work if it's a disassembled? That uh, that's a DM question. <laughs> well, can we reassemble it and do it? Yeah, let's. Well, like, I mean, we haven't disassembled it yet. What if we disassemble oh, yeah, it and then do that? I would like to do a uh, jackal's inquiry on it. Okay. I gotta look in the fucking book. I gotta read words. Ugh. Okay, I'm gonna read this whole description because I'm not 100 percent sure what the doorknob is. Um, you touch an item or creature of your choice. You learn where the item or creature comes from and the circumstances of their origin. Oh, does that work? On I'm not case? done. If the target is a creature, you learn of what creature's <clears throat> birthplace and early life through a vivid vision. If the target is an item, you learn how it's made, where it's made, and who is responsible for its creation. That's it. 
Y'all, what if the doorknob's a creature? That's why I'm saying that, because oh, I'm not God. entirely sure. Yeah. But what if the doorknob is a creature? Oh, yeah. Seriously, though. What like, if what, if it's, what if it's just a, a little creature? It might be. That's no. why. That's why I'm, like, knowing what I know. Which is what? If this was made by Toad, does the wish come into play with it? Hmm. Um, I think you know immediately that this is older than Toad. Okay. So give me those good juicy details. Yeah. So what you see as you kind of cup your hand over the top of its cold surface is a what looks to be like a circular or spherical room of yellow. There's like portholes or just maybe holes that two of them on the east and west of this this sphere, this room. And this thing, what you call the doorknob, is just sort of floating in the middle of this room. And you also see standing over it, not quite sure if they're floating or standing in the room or in the center of it. They're just sort of molding it into shape with their hands. And outside in those two little dark portholes, you can see this like twirling miasma of bright rainbow threads. And this individual is wearing a robe the same sort of shade as the room. Makes makes them sort of appear like camouflaged within it. You almost don't see this person, this creator of this thing, before your vision begins to fade and slip away from you. Can you give me any further description of what they look like? They were wearing a robe and they had their hood up. <sighs> You're talking about a very mysterious, very old object that you're gaining the latent impressions from of its creators, right? Okay. I'll save this. Never mind. Never mind. I'm getting I'm getting too wild. I No, let's talk. I think Spadefoot's literally like, mm, actually, just take it back. I gotta reel myself back in for a moment before I do something wild and stupid, but I'll save it for later. Okay. The temptation is real, isn't it? Okay, let me get well, the tumblers out of this doorknob real quick. I'm just yeah, gonna yeah, put those go in ahead. my go pocket. Ahead. Okay. Yeah, Gordian hands yeah. it. Starts pulling it apart. Just same same configuration as before. Yeah, Echo takes the because he's already, he already sewed the pocket for the tumblers into his vest. So right, yep, yep. Yeah, and Echo's got that mithril sheet. She wraps it up in mm -hmm. rough estimate of how old is older than Toad. I don't think that's part of your spell, bruh. So old. Yeah, I'm getting a, an unknowably old vibe. I can mm. give you something that I think Spadefoot is able to deduce about this further, which is. The fact that, like, he, he knows how the spell works. It's his spell. Mm -hmm. So the fact that the figure or the creator is so, like, mysterious of a, of a figure in this impression, mm -hmm. that, that should tell you it's not only very old, but it should also tell you that the latent impressions laid onto this thing are very little. They're very minimal. This thing mm -hmm. was made in secret on purpose. Okay. The figure or the creator wants to be a sort of mysterious mm -hmm. sort of thing. Nice. So that is something that you're able to gather. Interesting. Okay. A mm. secret individual. Hmm. Dope. Hmm. Well, I didn't really get the information I was super fishing for, but somebody in a yellow robe made it in mm. secret in probably, I don't know, there was like little windows or portholes and there was swirling colors, which could be male, you know, the other plane, or I don't know, really anything. So so I, uh, I did not get what I was looking for, but it is still very interesting and continues the, the mystery onward. But uh, now that I've made everybody's eyes glaze over, maybe we should run away from a dragon. Oh, yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> and we're we're doing all this as we're like marching, right? 
Yeah, you're coming up on the the last leg of your journey. Okay, just making sure we weren't just like, what the, da, 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 let's hang out right here. Yeah, Arlo has been. Yeah, Arlo start a fire. Arlo has been in the flank with her sword drawn through this whole trek, which is accompanied by this like gentle, hollow, crunching noise as you make your journey across this this scorched wasteland amid a rain of ash still falling almost a year later. There's little flickers of spontaneous prismatic fires that burst up from cracks of glowing rainbow just underneath the surface on the edges of your vision here and there through the fog, which has this sort of effect of like bright, colorful strobe lights suddenly bursting into view on the opposite sides of these these smog clouds all around you as you travel through. As you're coming up a ridge, a small ridge about 20 feet tall, you you crest it and see the order of the crystal sword. You're looking at this like humble but but sizable circle of raw stone with like chunks of um, raw quartz embedded into it. It's they're like stacked on top of one another to form this sort of like arid courtyard just in the center of this whole village. Very much it is like a ring of standing stones mm. with partial roofs on parts of them. Just to the northeast, there's embedded in the side of a mountain, which doesn't seem to be nearly as like affected by the fire because it's mostly stone and quartz. There is this like hollowed out portion into it as if somebody took a spoon and ripped at the bottom just one scoop. There's this like semi-natural carved amphitheater with all of these poem podiums and dais like sort of scattered around it like a stone forest mm-hmm. around its floor. And then off in the distance, far to the northeast, uh, or excuse me, the northwest, you can see the the heartwood there, almost untouched, but its massive roots coiled up out of the soil, you can see like are scattered with little lightning bolt burn marks hard to make out in its black bark already and then there are kind of rippling out from that center stone circle just a massive amount probably about 30 or 40 like destroyed small cottages of wood and stone some are so far east from here that they cusp around the cliff face which you can hear there's a cliff off to the to the far east it's like ripping with water um, most likely the ocean far below and all around you are probably about head height the the jagged pillars of former trees wow well we could put everybody in the amphitheater i suppose that seems like a secure place well you know about as good as uh anything around here yeah it is the most secure i think it's the most stonework it's still standing What's on the side of a mountain? Mountains are hard to she burn She gestures down. around at like everything is basically flat now. Yeah. Like <laughs> this oh, is no. a bomb went off here. This wasn't yeah. just a forest fire. Not to be too much pessimistic, but, uh, you know, it kind of looks like a cook pot on its side. Could also be. That's <laughs> true. Wow, that is quite the description. I mean, look at it. You're not wrong. Gwydion, can you roll wit for me? And will and might. <laughs> oh, God. You know what? Agility. 19. 
Damn, bitch. You do Oof, good tonight. Well done. Oh, good, good shit. <laughs> right Whitting, you're aware of tunnels past the amphitheater that go into the mountain, the library. Oh, oh yeah. <gasps> yep. <laughs> he says to himself, tells no one. <laughs> no, I yep. think that's what Gwydion does. He just pauses for a minute and then says that to himself, kind of like, you know, in his head, like the realization, like, you know, shit, you know. Um, yep. Yeah. So there are tunnels that lead past the amphitheater into the old library. I don't know how I managed to forget that, but yeah, we could always kind of ferry them into there. Does that sound like a good idea? Sounds no, like I a think winner that to sounds me. Sounds like a great idea. I was just waiting mm. to see if you had anything else to say that you miraculously <laughs> remembered at this moment. Gwydion's eyes glaze over and he just stabs you. Plot twist. I'm in league with Sale. <laughs> <laughs> great. This has all been a bait and switch. Fuck. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, it's smart enough. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> okay. Well, shall we? Shall we find the three generators and turn them off? So the monster can't find us. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so we could st- we could stash the civilians in the in the library. I think we, yeah. We, let's just go ahead and head that way. Yeah, start heading that way. Yeah. We can plan what we're doing it. Goody and lead the way. Okay, yeah, I'll take the lead. On my crimson watch, what time is it? On your crimson watch, it's like sundown. Does it say sundown or is it just sundown? Like I could see sundown. I mean, it's hard to tell what time it is here. Um, a lot of your light. A lot of the sunlight is blotted out by the the ash and smog. Uh, most of the light here, though, is coming from those flickers of spontaneous fire that are happening. That's happening from the heat um, around you. But if you're looking for a specific time, like it's the equivalent of six thirty. Okay. In winter, it is winter now. So okay, it's snowing now. How much? Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, like I can see the sun is setting. You can't see the sun here at all. Okay. Uh, Having been a sailor at (laughs) some point that has probably sailed the north of Yaddle, give or take, in this time of year, I don't know if Herbert's been in a boat off the coast of northern Yaddle, northeastern Yaddle, about how much sunlight do we have left? Uh, Probably about 30 minutes. Total. Yeah. So it's it's already dark. It's that weird dark that it gets in the... In like a snowy day, but it's just yeah. ash clouds. No, ash what? is not reflective. What? Nope. Uh, I hate to interrupt our marching here, but what's what's our plan of action? So everybody hides out in a large library, and then what are we doing next? I mean, I think we need to figure out where these three little dart, dots are in the map, right? And I mean, Zale could be headed here right now. Yeah, I don't think we have much time, and I do think we should shut down whatever's hurting or harming the heartwood tree. I think that's probably the first thing we should probably do. What if we just point them where the tunnels are, and we tell them to hide out in the tunnels for a bit, and we get a jump on this? Because I feel like we are not going to have a lot of time. I don't think we have much time either. I, I think we're going to have to really move. Is there any reason to think that uh, there might be something in those tunnels that they should be concerned about? There should abso- there's absolutely something in these tunnels. I mean, do you know where we are? Then do we want to send them without us? Well, they're not babies. Some of them might be. (laughs) (laughs) We should actually take a moment to establish in this, what appears to be our final arc in this campaign, who's with you in this moment? Because I know there's Arlo Mm -hmm. and Zote, obviously, Mm -hmm. and Asantica. Mm -hmm. Um, I would like Lionel to be here because he's my buddy. Yeah, I feel like Lionel is not one of the ones that would have gone to 
Sun Beam's aide. Yeah. Like he's just he's your, your he's your swordsman trainer. Like you and him share a pretty heavy pass and he just got back together with you. Mm-hmm. So Lionel's here. I think Marley and Borda went to Sunbeam, right? Yeah. yeah. Is that we saw Ezek. Ezek's yes. here with us. A crown defector. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came yeah. with us. I forget his name. Me too. Crown yeah. defector. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, an older fellow. Yeah, we made him like pinky promise with Herbert that he wasn't going to fuck us over. Yeah, he was yeah. in the tower and like just introduced ourselves and we're like, okay, give me a, give me a hand. Yep. Oh, Herbert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that might be it. Well, then all yeah. these people are very capable. Yeah, they're capable. Yeah, I say we split off on the teams, send them. I say we don't people. even send them anywhere. Wait, Norris, Winter, where are they at? I didn't know that they were with us at all on this. I thought they were in Sunbeam. Yeah, I, I thought Winter yeah. stayed at Sunbeam. Winter was in Sunbeam. Norris was with you from the Norris though. is definitely not here anymore. You think he went to go and help Sunbeam? Uh, No, he didn't go help the Sunbeam. He, when we finished our fiasco at the crimson crown he went with all the other the the other people that split off yeah like he hasn't been with us since the crimson tower okay yeah okay yeah so we got a pretty good unit here yeah so yeah i was remembering more civilians with us yeah we've just got a capable and small team yeah yeah so yeah we may not even need the hideout it's it's good it's good to know that we have this place to fall back on yeah yeah i think i think like I want to imagine that we just had kind of this conversation. Do we want to mm-hmm. uh, send them off or do we want to try to just move with our full force? I would imagine, yeah, if there's not as many civilians as we thought, we could probably send them in there. Fine. Gwadiam would know how to secure those tunnels and be able to relay that to them because they're all pretty smart individuals. Yeah. yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it would be able to have nice, like a, a home base that we yeah. could I said we give them keep the vampires out of, you know? <laughs> Give them an option. If they want to go with us, they can. Do we want to like let them have that option? Small, I don't see why not. Smaller the team, the more quiet we are. This yeah. is true, but okay. we're also being actively pursued. And like, I don't yeah, know, we may just need more hands on the issue. Does that make sense? I think having everybody with us is going to be beneficial. But knowing that because we will eventually need cover, we will need it, that we can fall back on this area. Hmm. Yeah. Because, I mean, we don't even know what we're looking for, where these three marks are. You know, like, we don't know if that's like, you have to have two people to press their hands down on this, and then you pull a chain, and then you kick something over. Like, we don't know what we're And you have to have a moon elf. Exactly. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, Ezek's going with us no matter what. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we have him on a leash. Yeah. Yeah. Ezek is, uh. <laughs> he's got, like, one of those, like. He has no free will. Yeah, he's got, like, one of those I, teddy bear backpacks. I was about to say, Echo <laughs> has him in, like, all. a baby papoose. Is Bag. On like yeah. the squeaky shoes, so that way if he goes anywhere, and just yep. yeah, we know where he went. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Isaac. Hey, hey, get over here. <laughs> I got a spray bottle. <laughs> yep. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so on this map, yeah, do we have the spots marked? Yeah, they're right here. Beep 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 pop. I can't see it. Beep 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 pop. I don't know so, what the A is in the middle of that. Anarchy. <laughs> Amergen. Yeah, it's Amergen. Because mm. this is my map. All right. So. um can we go ahead and figure out which spot we're going to head to? Yes. Yeah, the closest one. Which, which is? is? I have no idea where we are. It is a map that I'm looking at, but I cannot use my magic of the mind to figure out exactly where we are. Those marks are m- more or less like they're not perfect, but they're kind of like forming a triangle around the tree, roughly. So you could go to either of the. And we're south of the tree? You're south. The only place. Southwest. Southwest. East. 
Southeast. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's up there. So we... Let's head towards the bottom corner of the triangle. That'd be the closest one. Be pretty close, too. I'm going to take a moment and, like, um, Gordon, could you describe what you remember about this spot right here that we're going to? If you you don't have to describe anything to you at the like, at the heartwood. No, like where in the forest this might be. Like, if is it like you know, is it a stream? Is it like oh, gotcha. You know, yeah. Is it I like mean, a, a clearing. You know, meadow. So the tree sits up on a large mound, kind of overlooking a basin of dense old growth. There are a lot. There's a multitude of small caverns that we have to be careful about with mouths just in the ground. They're basically sinkholes. We do have to be careful about the night folk, which are basically giant bats. Are they more active at night? I imagine being night yeah. folk. Yeah, <laughs> it's, they come, they're nocturnal, and we used to work alongside them, but it's been a while, and no one's here, and I'm concerned about them going feral. I, I don't know if any of them even made it through Zale's strike. But they were always kind of on edge. They were always pretty wild. So that's something to be aware of. I don't know how our encounters with them will go. But as far as the tree, it sits up on a mound overlooking a large old growth basin. Okay. Looking at, because I know we have a mapping game, right? Yeah. That yeah. Shows this is where, my mapping game. So looking at that, can I get an idea of like the general idea of distance from here to the to the closest marking? Oh, it's barely a mile. Okay. Yeah. Well, so kind of in it now. that's good to know. Here's something for you. Echo says, uh, we're going to take just a moment here. There's something I need to do. Same. Because it is far too dark out here, and we don't know what's out there. Very valid point. So Echo and Herbert both have things to do. I like this. Yes. Mine can um, be quick. Do yours. Okay. So I mean, Mine's pretty quick, too. But. We're still standing in the village, right? Yes. Okay, Herbert just walks to the center of the village okay. uh, in the middle of all these standing stones, and he's going to get down uh, Chris's cross applesauce and then, like, you know, slowly, like, just kind of, like, mutter words under his breath of, like, all the uh, the passages and tomes that he's read of uh, Orphos and the Seven. And I'm going to cast Omen. Oh. Yeah. So go ahead and give me a... Ooh. What is this? Vague vision of the near future. Yeah. If you if you want a little bit more description, it's you fall into a trance and connect your soul and mind with a world of dreams and spirits. A being from another realm grants you a vague vision Yo. of the near future. Yo. Mm. That's okay. exciting. You, behind the eyelids, see sharp shadows like tessellate outwards from the back of your head and sort of scatter like stained glass against your the back of your eyelids, all in blacks and grays. And you just see this like hulking silhouette with their arms raised uh, over what looks like this black coiled pillar, kind of like a, a big spear of wrought iron stuck into the ground at an angle. And you can feel like it spreads out into the ground like roots almost. Then you feel like a pain in the palm of your left hand as you're grabbing onto the spear in the ground. And you can feel the roots start to like shoot into your own arm. The big hulking figure like says something, but the words don't come out right. It's just like jumbled 
guttural noises. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> womp womp. Mm-hmm. He's here. Hello. <laughs> so while that's happening, I imagine that Echo is just going to do her thing, like pretty much simultaneously. How far from the amphitheater? It's like right there. It's right there. Echo walks. She walks into the amphitheater and she just kind of takes in. It's dark, so she can't see real well, but she can see probably better than most of the others around here. Mm-hmm. And she's taking it in, what she can see, what she's feeling, like running her hands along these podiums. She just kind of takes a knee right in the middle of it, and she casts Amalgamate. What's that? This takes a minute. It's 10 actions. So it takes literally a minute, Mm -hmm. right? (gasps) Yep, that's a minute. Um, Costs three mana, and the range is one mile. So for a mile around me... You sit and meditate near a source of ancient power within the wilderness, such as a fairy circle, large tree, mossy grove, or druidic ruins. Wow, we got all those. In this meditative trance, <laughs> you connect with the network of mycelium and roots beneath you and are able to sense whatever it senses. You can seek out specific creatures or individuals within range, are aware of any pain being caused. She was aware of this. Mm. She knows it's going to be a shock. Yeah being caused to beasts or plants within range and are able to feel large vibrations within range. Within reason, you can search for specific items and structures as long as those items or structures are at least partially touching or submerged within the ground, trees, or foliage within range. Hmm. Okay. The sensation is like you're suddenly aware of the weight of your veins spreading out through your body like a forest. And then you feel them like sink down all together in a bundle and then through your skin and into this old stone. And they just sort of burst out like across the ground and form a universe of sensory. And you are connected to this thing. And as soon as like you form this proper connection, all of these sort of sensations just like flatline, boom, like you're, you are a corpse. This land is dead and that hits you really heavy. But then there's the three bits of aching pain and you feel where these things have rooted themselves in to the earth, sucking out the last little bit of life from here. There is also that big warm glow from the heartwood that's just singing into the edge of your sensory vision that you're you're committing to it's still beating fast and hard like the heart of this forest just not giving up is there anything you're specifically looking for she is looking for her first question is are we alone most assuredly not the heavy footsteps of some sort of big creature is circling around the forest um, or what once was the forest around the northeastern pillar, the thorn that's in the the land side. It's just sort of circling around and looking and you can hear it almost like humming, singing, maybe speaking something to itself like a poem. Great. She wonder who that could be. I guess it could be anybody. Is it? But is it though? <laughs> There's no other form of life here. That's it, huh? That's it. Hmm. And structures, these these three pinpoints where the pain is is it because of structure is there something built here something's been stuck into the ground 
like thorns. There's three of them. Uh, there's three of them. She she just takes all this in, and I you know I assume like are there any bat people nearby? Not with not that you can feel. So mm. I guess not within a mile of you. <laughs> and then we have our visitor humming a song or a mm. poem. Hmm. And uh, <laughs> God, <laughs> just on the periphery of like our vision. <laughs> I mean, with that, I mean, she needed to know as well. I think she's almost disappointed that she didn't feel the pain, mm-hmm. that it was just dead, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And this is just going to be like this for the next hour. She doesn't have to maintain this. So, <laughs> oh. Based off what I'm reading. That's dope. Duration, one hour. Yeah, once your ten actions are up, it's just... Okay. So you stand up and you still feel it. It's almost like every time you, your feet touch the ground with each step, you can you see like a wave of light like shine through this, this network that you've created. And they bounce back like little signals. Like This is so fucking cool. <laughs> I think, you know, Echo just kind of shakes it off a little bit. And shakes off this because it's it's definitely like it's taken a toll on her just seeing how fucked up this all is and makes her think of, you know, think of Gwydion. Like we've established she's she feels for Gwydion on all this. This this sucks. But yeah, she shakes it off and rejoins and she's just now being kind of quiet and alert. But she does ask Herbert what you have to do. Well, I just took a quiet moment and um, looked into the divine ether. Uh Guess who's here? Murdoch. Of course. And it oh, seems good. like we're not looking at machines out here that are, like, sapping the life. It's it's like spears stuck in the ground that we're going to have to pull. Mm, okay. Well, we're pretty strong, right? You're pretty strong. You oh, no. We, we'll get this, I'm sure. Yeah, you can pull it out. It'll yes. be fine. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when I had the big great sword above my head? I'm, and Herbert, like, flexes. Yeah. <laughs> Herbert is very strong. I'm very strong. As she says that, and then she goes like, because <coughs> of all the fucking ash. So uh, I think that Echo does actually say, we should cover our faces. This is this could be bad, walking around breathing in all this. <laughs> I'm kidding. And she says, we should cover our faces, and then looks at Spadefoot and goes, oh, yeah, okay. Spadefoot's face is covered. There's just a, there's just a funnel of ash, like, out of his mouth. He's just consistently inhaling. <laughs> I don't know. It kind of tastes good. That's a joke. This is a joke. She passes out bandanas. She like rips off some cloth and passes out bandanas for people mm-hmm. to tie around their face. Yeah. Okay. Everybody does it except for Ezek. Okay. Cool. He kind of shrugs and was like, he's his own man. I'm already dead. <laughs> hmm, I suppose that's right. Would, would rather not waste your cloth. Interesting. You can add one bandana to your inventory. Oh my God. Yeah. All, All right. right. Cool. I'm We're just, running. hey, I'm just being prepared. Mm. We're going at full sprint. Yep, we're gonna we're is. gonna go towards um, exactly where Echo can feel that pain. I love ha- uh, the scene of like Arlo and Azantica and Zoe and cloth around their face too, going through this maze of of dead former old growth trees. They're like as tall as buildings, but it, almost all of them have been sheared off at an angle around the same height, about twenty feet up. But you do have some cover here as you make your way through the dark. That's flashing with rainbow sparks of fire and you quickly begin to approach this this first problem area the spike that you're sensing as your radius of a mile from the spell 
begins to encroach the area around this problem area, around the spike that you're heading towards, you sense two things. The first of which is this really low heartbeat. Oh. It's like slowed down and it feels like it's right on the ground as if somebody's laying down against the ground. And you feel it's like pretty high up, almost like it's on one of the mounds or ridges near the heartwood tree's mound, but not on it specifically. The other are three sets of foot of footsteps that are coming from the south, almost like they're going to cut you off. Ugh. But they're going at a really leisurely pace without any sort of direction. You can feel there's on two of them like a heavy weight, like they're carrying big weapons. Great. The other one's very light and steps gingerly. Um, she is sharing this information. Okay. That's because uh, in my mind, I'm picturing like this group of whoever decided to go with us and whoever decided to stay back and like secure the tunnels, you know, because that's what we gave them, right? That's the option we gave everybody. Oh, I thought everybody was coming with no, you. No, everybody came with us. Okay, cool. No. Sick. All right. So I just imagine they're all traveling and then like right now it's Echo and Gwydion in the front. Yeah. So I, I think Echo's just sharing, like relaying this all to Gwydion, like as she's so Gwydion's on page with me, and I would say Herbert and Spadefoot as well are probably here. <laughs> I would hope so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You might be getting drunk off in the back somewhere. Fuck it at this point. All right. So somebody's trying to cut us off. Yep. Yeah. And you relay that? Yep. All right. Uh, so run. Well, Do we run towards? Yes. Well, <laughs> what if we let them go in front of us so we can see who they are? Um, if we can get there before they get there. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you give me about a minute, I can go ahead and put things maybe in our favor. Great. Let's fucking do that. Double time. I... Herbert starts running. Do oh, they start running? No, they don't. Okay. There's no response to your running. You quicken your pace and your group goes with you. And before you know it, you spill out into this field that seems sort of flat. And you can see the spike just ahead of you, about 100 feet ahead of you, with the, the heartwood in the background up tall on its mound. And all around you, this sort of field it has those those little shards of old growth trees scattered about, but most importantly, there's this like network of stone that sort of forms these walkways around one, two, three, four, a number of open mouth caverns that go straight down, basically holes in the terrain here. And of course, you also see Murdoch, who <laughs> twists on his ankles just past the spike, sort of hunched over this massive form silhouetted against what little bits of moonlight there are and he's sort of grabbing one of the old growths with one massive hand and sort of leaning off of it looking at you lot he's dressed in his prison rags still which now have become this almost like cloak of black and white tatters and you can see his massive black beard has at this point reached the top of his stomach. His eyes look sunken, but he somehow, despite his wearied state, seems bigger. What do you do? So is he on the other side of the clearing or is he just behind the spike? He is on the other side of the clearing. Okay. Do you think that you can keep him off me? Sure, that shouldn't be hard. You just see Echo is unshouldering bows. She's checking straps. She's... She's getting ready. Echo's literally going to burst into flames on this man. So, <laughs> okay. Um, I think that like, if as long as you're okay with it, I'm going to go ahead and jump into it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Do whatever um, you're going to do. Do okay. it. I, this kind of feels like the fucking moment. Yeah. So, yeah. Robert sprints towards the spike. Yes. Okay. okay. I'm going to go with him. 
there's no reaction from Murdoch. He's just leaning off of this great tree with one hand. He's watching you. His, his vision's <clears> tracking <throat> you as you two make this mad dash towards the spike, and you get to it. All right, Herbert lays both of his hands on it and starts to pull. Now, while he's doing that, I'm going to be casting Consecrate. Ooh, okay. that's yeah, smart. M- much in the same manner that Herbert consecrated the Crimson Tower, he is going to be consecrating this area, and all items within 500 feet will lose their cursed. You got uh, me. Yeah. You got me. But it takes 10 actions to do it. Echo. Oh my gosh. Roll initiative. <clears throat> okay. Can I say that Echo, when she like slid down in front of Herbert and like just knocked an arrow. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, she's. Quitting. Shield and swords out. Yeah. If it's going to take that long. Yeah. We're gonna have that's, to... uh, that's something no. that's not instant. It's 10, 10 actions and y'all have to like make sure I don't get knocked off. Or lose. <gasps> Boys and girls like fucked up. What'd you do? I got a one. Nice. I got a 13. Okay, that's awesome. I got a 19, which seems appropriate because I yeah, it does. sprinted up and got my hands on the fucking spike. 18. Wow, you guys. Okay. <laughs> well, you guys, except Madeline. Well, honestly, it's probably <laughs> best I'm at the bottom of the round. God knows what you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> does anybody know this crown defector's name? Nope. <laughs> Jerry. Is his name Jerry? It's it Jerry. is not, uh, and it is it's on Jerry. tape. It's Jerry. All right, it's Jerry now. Jerry. I'm okay with I'm okay with Jerry. The kicker is that it's on tape, but that tape is not published yet. Mm-mm. Okay, you're running, you're running. You cast this spell. Um, I begin casting. You begin casting yeah. oh my God. as you're grabbing onto it, and you can feel this thing, this like twisted black spike, shoot out with where you touch it, where your palms are, with these like needle-like appendages into your into your palm. Stings. And it, start it? To, it does, and it starts to wriggle <laughs> in, and then your your light from inside it forms a pressure against it and you're just in this fight against it as you're grabbing with both palms and you hear Murdoch shout out give me the doorknob or I will give you to the gods you so cherish and it is going to be uh, Jerry's turn first ooh Jerry Jerry you better be, better be good Jerry <laughs> Jerry um, takes 30 steps to the northwest and, <laughs> and runs. <laughs> he hits himself. <laughs> he doesn't know what the fuck is going on, and he has no yeah. skills whatsoever. Um, so he takes Oof. 30 feet to the northwest and picks up a loose stone. It's going to be one action. Oh. And he's going to chuck it fuck? as hard as he can <laughs> with everything he's got at Murdoch's head. I'm going to make an attack. Do it, no. please. Jerry, go for it. It's a six. <laughs> he, you can see he like you can hear this like crack. He's audibly like popped his back out. It's gonna be uh, <laughs> Jerry. Um, it's Ezek's turn. Um, Ezek oh, is going boy. to float over the holes. He's gonna go about fifty feet and sort of land next to you guys. And you see he kind of wriggles his fingers. And brings him up next to his face. Spirit fingers. And you see, like, these threads of color of, of blue, green, and red, like, mm. coming out of the stone. Like, you could hear this, like, as they rip through the cracks. And they sort of all shoot up and then center above you and form this, like, netted bubble. You can see there's, like, this prismatic sheen that forms around you. And he has made this sort of, like, small, fragile magical shield around you for dumb. now. Under the dome. Echo, like, kind of just says over her shoulder, 
Can I shoot arrows through this? You can shoot arrows through this. Yeah, he, right, Ezek? You're you're way back there. Um, yeah, you didn't say you ran up with us. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's going to fucking kill that. me now. You guys are considered covered. How does that work? Gain a plus three bonus to your defenses. Don't. I'll take it. Herbert, it's your turn. Obviously, I'm doing this, and it's going to take five rounds for me to complete this spell. Okay. okay. Uh, but in the moment, like, he feels those iron roots going into his hands, and he's pushing back just... <gasps> and at the same time, trying to rip this thing out of the ground. And I imagine, like, every like every six seconds or so, you feel like a... Of, like, this pressure that just oh, emanates Jesus. out from Herbert and this spike in this fight. That's amazing. And that's, that's my round. Gwydion. Wolf. How far away is Murdoch from me? Murdoch is uh, 60 feet away from you. Mm, okay. And is everybody pretty close to each other? Everyone is within 30 feet of you. Okay. I heard your attempt of poetry, Murdoch. <laughs> and Gwydion's got his sword out, you know, uh, shields up. Your people at one time taught me well. Hmm. They couldn't teach enough. Well, let me show you. Let me raise it up like my ancestors raised it up. Because I am the stag of seven tines. I am a flood across the plain. I am a wind on a deep lake. I am a tear the sun lets fall. I am a hawk above the cliff. And then Gwydion's going to keep moving forward. I am a thorn beneath a nail. I am a wonder among flowers. I am a wizard. Who but I sets a cool head aflame with fire? I am a spear that roars for blood. I am a salmon in a pool. I am a lure from paradise. I am a hill where poets walk, and I will strike you down, because I am the boar of ruthless blood. And then he's going to max out his movement. I love that. Okay. Murdoch takes his very first step forward, his mouth agape as he takes in your words. He's staring dead ahead at you. The rest of you might as well not exist. Does that end your turn, Gwydion? Then Gwydion's going to cast Turn the Tide. Okay. Around himself. We got to turn the tide going on. <laughs> Everybody <So>. remain calm. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are the properties of Turn the Tide? So it's once per rest, you create a 50 foot radius aura around yourself made up of wind. Oh, whoa. And then this is the one that enlightens sound. This aura's area of effect is centered on you and moves with you. Whenever you make a move, any allies within the aura regain 1d4 health as a reaction whenever they take damage. Nice. Any ranged attack rolls made against allies inside the aura by enemies outside of the aura are made with disadvantage. Uh, it lasts until the end of the current combat encounter or until you become unconscious. And then the last thing Quidian just does is he just grips the crystal sword, looks at it, breaks his gaze from Murdoch, and kind of thinks of Beatrice for a minute and then just calls out to Beatrice like, what are we defending? each other and then he like wraps his shield okay 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 this is pretty powerful gonna fuck you up so i'm going to i'm going to make murdoch's gonna try this out it's murdoch's turn great murdoch's gonna try out the range i think he knows what he's looking at but he's gonna see if he can overpower that first as he takes a few steps forward he moves up about 10 feet which puts him about 10 feet away from Echo and Herbert at this point. He takes his steps forward and starts to scream and bellow in this dead forest and he launches two bursts of black lightning up against your sort of layered bubbles as defenses now. It doesn't even breach what Gwydion has put up. And with that, you can see he's starting, you know, he's obviously aware of what this sort of magic is, so he begins to walk forward and into it. Now, just out of curiosity, was that uh, an attack? Yes. It was an attack mm-hmm. roll on Herbert. 
Mm-hmm. It was an attack roll on Herber. Yeah. You need to make a mic check. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Blind. It's going to be an 18. Damn. Yeah, you get it. You're good. I was hoping. I was like, you just, because I've got, I leveled up and I got that new slay, that new yeah. spell DC. It's like, oh, come on, uh, man. Let me. It's yeah. like, no. Got oh. set, had to, you beat it. He beat a 17. Okay, that's the last time he tries that. He's got two yeah. other actions. He is going to walk past this bubble. Like, he he's walking past it. He's feeling it with his massive hand. He can't he can't breach Ezek's bubble physically. So he's feeling this as he walks by and right up to Gwydion. You maxed your movement out, right? Mm-hmm. So Murdoch ends his movement just at Gwydion, like stooped over him, this That's massive great. figure and this little gnome creature <laughs> with leaf-wrapped feet. And you can see his fist, his massive fist, the size of a cinder block, begins to vibrate with black lightning, and he's just going to smash down on Gwydion's head mm. as hard as can he can. Use, once per round, you can use your guard ability as a reaction. You're going to guard that? Yeah. Does that add? It just adds to your AC, doesn't it? Yeah. To your defense. How much? Uh, it depends on my shields. Shields, yeah. Which is, what, three? I think I think your shield's plus three, isn't yeah, you it? Get that, yeah. yeah, you get that heart shield. You got a crazy yeah. shield. 20. Doesn't hit. Doesn't hit. Boom! Yeah. You can feel like it pushes you into the stone, mm-hmm. but your stance is perfect, and you're just aiming the shield at him straight up. Another hit, 24 in total. Mm. <laughs> Damn. Okay, well. Yeah, so that breaks, well. <laughs> that won't break your shield. Yeah, I mean, but that breaks my defense. Point. That's a hit. Okay, that's a really big hit. You're going to take 15 points of damage. <laughs> Get your D4 back. Wee, 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 yeah, roll your D4. <laughs> yep. You feel that like, first hit against your shield, and it pushes you down into the stone. You can see the black right. lightning crackle off of it. And then as you look down, you feel the movement of his second fist coming at your stomach just straight on. Boom! And it hits you for 15 points of damage, and okay. you you all see Gwydion slide 10 feet backwards away casting a skid of ash into the air as he does so. Well, that's unfortunate. (laughs) Ezek shouts out like, we have to finish this or run. We can't kill him. Echo, it's your turn. Echo hears that and she says, I'm certainly going to try, but Herbert, we definitely need some urgency and she's going to weird boon. Herbert, you have three actions now. Let's go. Oh, that's going to shorten the span. So she just kind of like reaches out and I think she literally just kind of like touches Herbert's forehead. Oh, fuck yeah. And then she just pulls that arrow back, points it straight at Murdoch and fires. It is the Murdoch arrow. Yeah. It's the one she named for him. So that is 2d20 because it's at advantage. And if it hits him, he's going to get wounded. Really? Yep. That would be amazing. That's not going to do it. 10. Seeking shot, don't you roll with advantage? I did roll with advantage, yeah. I cocked one, not the other. You launch this arrow, and you see Murdoch, like, look over his shoulder at you as it, like, zips around him at a a curved angle, and it misses. I don't don't have any modifiers that add to my bow, I don't think. No, I almost took one, but this isn't going to be a seeking shot, but she is going to vindicate her and pop another shot off at him. Okay. Just like a quick hip fire. No, six. Six. Another arrow. (laughs) Uh, That's her turn. Another miss. Weird boon and then shot. Arlo is going to move up with Gwydion and hold her ground. Long sword out. Azantica is going to take two shots at Murdoch. Okay, that's eight 
and seven. These like skim by him and cut him, but there's just there's just no reaction. There's nothing. No no purchase. Zote is going to light a bomb and throw it. Yeah. Very cool. He pulls a bomb out. That's going to be an 18 that hits. You see a small, like, what looks like some sort of alchemical chasis gets launched from Zoe in an arc, and it lands right at Murdoch's feet and explodes in a bubble of red light, burns his feet. This is the first time you've seen a reaction to him, this fight. He just kind of, like, lifts one foot up and then down, trying to avoid it best he can. It's 11 points of damage. Nice. Hell yeah, Zoe. Um, Lionel will draw his sword and move up next to Gwydion. And then something really interesting happens. He has a heart attack and dies because he's 95 years old. <laughs> Lionel keels over <laughs> immediately. You hear this from the mound that neighbors the Heartwoods Mound, way up in the burnt foliage. You hear this pop. Then you see the ground around Murdoch like explode in little puffs of ash. Somebody's firing a firearm at Murdoch from Hell a yeah. very long distance, That's but has fun. missed three shots. It's Spadefoot's turn. Oh, I forgot I was in combat. <laughs> You're what, like 30 feet away? Yeah. Okay. All right, just going to talk through what I'm thinking here. So my defense is 13. I'm still not wearing armor because I'm a literal fucking dumb as a sack of dirt. Obviously, my first instinct is to go swing a sword around like everybody else, but I feel like I could do something more. So I'll move up a little behind the three other sword fighters. Mm -hmm. I'm going to... This is just... I'm going to try. I'm going to try to cast Halt on Murdoch. He has to roll a might check, which we all know is a strong suit, but I'm going to try it anyways. So go ahead and roll me... <sighs> I might. Okay, I'll do that. But before I do... Yeah? I just remembered Gwydion has Lancer, and Murdoch moved into his range. Oh, thanks. Oh, so nice. You've got a free I'm attack. I'm always reaction thing, so I'm not getting... That's <laughs> it's great. It's hard to keep track of You it. have a free attack to make. Fuck yeah. So go ahead and roll that, Gwydion. Okay. I have really bad news for you, Madeline. Mm. Uh, he rolled a natural 20. <laughs> so that means you stop. Fuck! <laughs> 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 he turns it back around yeah. on you and stops your yeah. heart. <laughs> Whips out his Uno card. You do the magic. Doesn't work. And you can see he feels it. And he like looks up at you past the three, possibly three of the best swordsmen in on the continent, if not in the world, that are he's facing down with. And he looks at you and the phone's back. <laughs> not for long. Well, I'm going to break your back very soon. What'd you get? That's great. I'm I'm a little frazzled, so <laughs> No shit. Uh, <laughs> me too. Did you want me to make an attack roll? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I rolled both. So I did a 20 and I got a five because at first I just thought you wanted me to roll damage. So oh, I don't know if that hits. So you got a 20 got to a 20. hit? Yeah. A 20 hits? <sighs> and you dealt five damage? Yeah. So as he's saying that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gwydion screams and then Murdoch does too. <gasps> and he like looks down and everyone around you in this scene sees like Gwydion's crystal sword just up into his ribs. Just nice. stuck there. I'm glad you reminded me of that. I got so frazzled, I forgot I had that. He grabs the blade with both of his hands. It's Jerry's turn. What? 
I took a single action. You got more? I'm sorry. I thought yeah. Hall was two. What you got? <laughs> no, Hall's one action. Well, you rolled a one, so you don't get to do much. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we're just going to forget you exist yeah. real quick. No. What you got? Break it down. I don't have... I have to take my weapon out. Okay, you draw your sword? Yeah. You draw... It's a dragon scale sword. The though. dragon scale sword you stole. I mean, that's pretty cool. From a... From a uh, Quizlet. From a Quizlet. Quizlet Zargo. From a, yeah. from a Zargo. Which is fitting. Um, herself. And you see there's like a look of recognition on Murdoch. Like he's got the sword stuck in his stomach. And he like looks at this. As you draw it, the, the rainbow fire like flickers off of it, mm. casting this light in all directions. And there's something that looks like just a second of like sadness or remorse mm. that passes his face and then just like blind but somehow focused rage. I made worse, guys. <laughs> what do I do best? Jerry is going to pull his <laughs> flintlock pistol out from beneath his robes now that Murdoch is a little closer and he's going to uh, pour his flash powder in there and take a shot at Murdoch. It's going to be a seven. He, he oh, shoots. Jerry. Blam! I think Jerry might run. Jerry's going to start running away. <laughs> you know yeah. what? That's fair. Did more than most individuals probably wouldn't. You do have a point. No. This is a very imposing figure in a very terrifying situation. Yeah. It's Ezek's turn. What can Ezek do? He could heal. Same thing. Gwydian. <laughs> Gwydian could probably really use that. Yeah. Let's Did do... you get your D4 of health back? I did. How much was it? It was just one. Oh, yeah. no. So you took 14 damage that yeah. turn. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not so bad, right? Yeah, let me double check my math and my health, though. I want to make sure. Uh, yeah, that's right. I got five left. Yeah, <laughs> right. No, I'm, I'm for sure I'm okay, but I mean, Seth, that's, messed me sad, up. soft boy. <laughs> yeah. What can he do? What can he do? Slug man. Ezek's going to hold Herbert. Okay. So yeah. another another right. wave of pressure and energy emanates from her. Just boom. Three spreads out worth. You probably all feel it. Um, Herbert, like, he's pulling on this this shard, this iron spike. And I imagine, like, he... All this effort, it, it's reminiscent of, like, the feeling the flames of the forge in his face and his, and his arms and his hands. Mm, mm-hmm. And so that's going to knock down another three actions. Thank God. We're getting there. Yeah. I only need two more rounds. Okay. Amazing. Right. Gwydion. Yeah. <laughs> it's your turn. You're bleeding out. This sword's... Still in Murdoch, if you want it to be. Yeah, I guess I'm pulling out. I'm going to... The sword's still in him. If you want it to be. Just wiggle it. Oh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Aggressively. Gucci goo. I'm going to... Just trying to weigh all my options, but quickly, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where? Who else in my party is closest to me? Um, the closest would be Arlo is to your right, Lionel's to your left, Lionel being... Spadefoot's elderly swords te- swords teacher, sword master. And I'm behind you. Spadefoot's right behind you. Breathing down your neck. You're right behind me? Yeah. <laughs> and I smell like maple. <laughs> Zoda's right next to, to Spadefoot. Echo is in the bubble with Ezek and Herbert. Yeah. So they're ahead of you. They're separated by by Murdoch okay. from you. How close are you to me, Spadefoot? I start braiding your hair. <laughs> That's appropriate right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. a braid. I'm going to need base level reminders because I'm really wound up right now. I've been okay. waiting for this fight. Hey. So how many action? How many actions do I have? Two? You have two actions. I have two actions. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to cast Crystallize on myself. Okay. Which gives me... I lost my flash card and I can't find it in the book. But I know it gives me at least plus three 
to my defense. Mm. It's not in. I've looked. I can't find it. I have a book. And then I'm going to try to thrust my sword deeper in and twist it into him. Okay, roll an attack roll. Okay. I drew a little map. So this Thanks. is a circle we've that Herbert's created. This is your circle. That's you, and that's Murdoch. Herbert's Damn. circle is much larger. Is it? Okay, well. Yeah. Consecrate is 500 feet. Yeah, there you go. Dot di- diameter. 14. 14 to hit. Does not hit. You try to push it further, try and twist it. His hands are already on it. He just kind of pulls it out and tosses it. That's okay. um, It's end, you know, into the ground. You're still holding it, obviously. Okay, yeah. But he tosses it away from himself. Okay. And then I'm going to start, because Crystallize takes two actions, I'm going to start for my last action to initiate Crystallize on the shield, on my shield. Okay. Mm. Sounds great. Um, that's going to bring us to Murdoch. Ooh. Oh, oh, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's going to reach oh, out psych. with uh, basically is what he just did to you. Um, he's going to reach out with both of his arms uh, simultaneously. He's going to try to pick up Gwydion and Arlo. Oh, um, Gwydion, can you roll agility? And I'll roll agility for Arlo. Arlo has failed. Oh, God. Ten. Gwydion has failed. He grabs... Gwydion by the shield arm and grabs Arlo by the throat and just lifts him up into the air effortlessly and launches black lightning through his oh arms. Oh my god. Gwydion, you are going to take eight points of damage. Don't forget your D4 and everybody else that takes damage gets a D4 as a reaction. Arlo. Yep. Arlo. Arlo gets her D4 back from Turn the Tide. Mm-hmm. Oh! And Arlo takes ten points of damage. I'm glad she has it. Turn the Tide going. Yeah. How many hit points does Arlo have? Hard to tell. Well, ten less now. Maybe maybe Hard six less. It. Hopefully, you get. Yeah. Did you get? Did you get four back though? Did you roll your d four yet? Oh yeah, thanks. Turn the tide. Two back for Arlo. Oh my god. Okay, so that's still not bad. That's... It's eight damage. Hmm. Owie. A little bruised. Yeah. Like yeah. a small little peach yeah. that just got little, thrown little on the singes, kitchen I imagine. floor. Her hair's like sticking on in, like Ugh. something out of peewee. Just like, oh! oh! God. He's got one more action. He's going to take Arlo and just kind of throw her as hard as he can southwest. Madeline <laughs> is in shock. Let's do a mic check for What's Murdoch. What's this shit? That's going to be a 19. So she she she's launched a good 40 feet southwest and lands slamming into the stone prone. Uh, I'm going to roll a d4 to see if she goes into a cave. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, we'll say three and four, she falls into a cave hole. Uh, it's a three, so... God! Uh, it's just gone. You don't see her. She disappears into the fog and darkness. You hear nothing. Uh, Arlo's out of the fight for now, at least. I think that's going to be it for him. That's going to be Echo's turn. Echo. Location. Just... <laughs> Herbert, unfortunately, you feel that boon leave. Oh, fuck. All right. And she flickers out of the bubble directly in Murdoch's face. So, wait. And she's going, yeah, she's dropping it. So you're losing your action on the next turn. All right. So that's going to be three more rounds that I need. Oh, shit. She comes out right in Murdoch's face, just shrieking in his face, and she grabs him by the face. And casts flame just with the fire hand as hard as she fucking can. She's gonna grab his fucking beard or something. Okay, what do I need? Grab to do? him by the pecker. Don't <laughs> <laughs> do that. How tall is he, by the way? I'm gonna burn your dick off, motherfucker. <laughs> um, 
he's about what nine feet tall is that what we thought no Jesus. That, well, that that was alamander that was alamander he's he's big and broad but he's not extremely abnormally tall he's seven feet tall so she can reach his face okay for sure if you'd said nine feet, I was going to say she's off the ground. She's hanging on to him. <laughs> she flies through the air like a missile. Flicker, yeah. Oh, she yeah, can do true. that. i got to find flame and double check it and make sure that I'm not. Because I'm pretty sure she just does it. That sucks for you, Herbert. Your, uh, your team is getting I mean, a little emotional. That sucks for y'all. Yeah. <laughs> also, keep in mind, Gwydion is still off the ground being held up by the Murdochs. Right. Hand. Okay, so Murdoch is going to take... I don't know. It's 1d4, but I, I'm wanting to say that she's using her, her hand, you know, so I don't know. Let's call it 1d8. Okay. She doesn't need to make an attack roll or anything? Nope. She has to grab him. That's it. So that's the, the trade-off here is we're, like, I'm in his shit now. So he's going to take six damage. Six points of damage, understood. And he is on fire. Uh, he's going to continue to take that d8 every turn until he spends two actions putting himself out. That's awesome. Beard on fire. What else are you doing? That's her two actions. That was Flicker, and yeah. uh, she got out of the bubble and caught him on fire. So she's just locked eyes with him now, like in his square, snarling. Arlo's turn. Can we hear Arlo? No. <laughs> she's gone. Out of your vision, out of out of your shot. Azantica's Ooh. turn. She, like, you watch Azantica's eyes like track Arlo as she disappears in a smog. She's, Fuck. Um, she's going to take one shot at Murdoch. It's going to be a big hit. Yeah. Right in the oh, shoulder. My fishy queen. <laughs> Zantica, her her very tall, lanky, sort of blue-green tinged form, takes a few steps, launches this shot, hits Murdoch in the shoulder for one point of damage. I'll take it, whatever, man. Fuck me. Hey, I just realized something. What's that? You actually are supposed to get more than one action. Off that hex. How many? Two. Two? Whoa. All right. I mean, like, you want to just give him an extra action this turn anyway? Yeah. No, I mean, I could just go ahead and take it off the previous one. However you guys want to do it. Because I'm just letting you know. Yeah. I mean, like, it's going to be take it's a Same total. Hell yeah. So, yeah, it's the same total. <laughs> Make sure I'll just go ahead and mark. Change that. Yeah, it's easy. It's easy enough to fix. Just like, because yeah. it's, you're just doing the same that's, that's thing. That's all I'm doing. Yeah. Azantica takes that shot, draws another arrow, like, knocks it looks around and then just kind of sprints towards where Arlo went. Cool. Um, All right. Zote. Zote is going to pluck out what looks like a square bottle. He can't get this to you, Gwydion. You're up in the air. He's just going to pull that out and hold. Ezek is still holding. Lionel's turn. Lionel is going to kind of circle around Murdoch's back because there's so much in the front he can't get to him. He like, despite his old age... Golden golden locks now tinged with gray. He skips around the back like it's nothing, like a like a dancing bird. And two-handed brings this like common looking iron short sword up by his head and just starts wailing ferociously at the back of Murdoch's legs. Gonna be three attacks. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Well he's a warrior, so we can do surge. Only one hits. That's okay. Two points of damage. Not great. Could be worse. He's done. Ezek's going to levitate out of the bubble. He leaves it behind for Herbert. You see him, like, his form start to, to crackle with bright, silvery lightning, very much in the same vein as Murdoch, but so small, like a, like a candle to a fireplace. And he launches out a bolt of lightning from his chest. Or Pikachu. It does not hit Murdoch. It scatters off into the dark. And he kind of lands, looking tired, 
just behind Murdoch. At this point, everyone's surrounding Murdoch. <laughs> Spadefoot. Keep it up, y'all. I'm looking at this two more display rounds. in front of me. Yeah. I'm looking over to Herbert. I'm going to yell to Herbert. Do you want my help or do you want me to help them? Uh, I, Herbert's not paying attention to anything or anybody. He's not going to give you an answer. <laughs> in my head, I heard <gasps> from fully yeah. concentrated mm. on this. Put my hands on my hips and I'm like, huh. Got to concentrate. So I'm, I'm you. You make that decision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Herbert's okay. not going to respond. All right. That's fine. What do you do, Spadefoot? I'm going to stop time. Okay. And I'm going to do my wombo combo. Wombo combo? <laughs> All right. So I'm going to stop that time. That ain't Falco. That ain't Falco. <laughs> uh, and I've already actually mar- marked everything off of my sheet in preparation for this and created a small tree for myself to keep track of this. Okay. Right? Nice. So I'm going to time serve, which means I get fuller actions. Do you have to say it like that, though? Absolutely, yeah. I do. So <laughs> that's the only—it's—it's it's in the spell description. It uh, is. Mm-hmm. So I would like to say that I have this really fun skill where I can flank, so I get advantage on every single one of these attack rolls because my allies are within five feet of me. Mm-hmm. So first hit, we're just going to give it a shot. We're going to see how I do, and then we're going to see how I'm going to do on the other seven remaining hits when I surge three times. Okay. Jesus, Murphy. Nat 20, bit. Nat 20, Whoa, kill him. Yes. Oh, kill him. Oh, kill him. <laughs> so that's 46. Kill him. Okay. First hits 14 points of damage. 14 points of damage? From what? My dragon scale sword. It's 2d6. On a crit. Yeah. So now I'm going to an axe surge, which uses stamina. So I will say I can only do this once. The intensity that I'm doing it. Okay, second one is only a nine, so that's not going to work. These Jesus dice gods be with me. Sixteen? Sixteen doesn't hit. Fuck me. That's weak. Okay. (laughs) ASF. Weak ASF. (laughs) It'd help if I got all the dice out of my dice tray. Mm -hmm. So that I'm not around like I'm playing pool. This is 16 hit. No. No, 16. Fuck me. That sucks. I'm not going to hit any more of these, so I hope that first one was worth it. Oh, oh. Uh, 18? 18 hits. Oh, thank God. Okay. Mm. Only five points of damage. Hey, I mean, you're hey, up to 19 total. Just 19 points. That's like a chunk. It's yeah, like a yeah. few more actions. <laughs> I want this on 11. I hate this. This is my last one, and I hope it's good. So far, it's not. <laughs> And I didn't get it. <laughs> you got you got one extremely big good hit, and that's yeah. great. And well, I'm gonna move uh, because I uh, get an additional thirty feet of movement. I'm going to move over to Herbert now. Okay, you're moving into that bubble. Yeah. Okay. Hi. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah. Can you roll mm-hmm. mine to push into the bubble? Mm-hmm. It's one way. <laughs> I don't. Okay. So you <laughs> so spade foot like. In a blink. I mean, everything stopped, and you just... I flail around for five minutes, and then I hit ch- one. <laughs> charge at Murdoch's well, back. you hit twice. <laughs> yeah. You hit twice, yeah. And just, like, lay into him. And, like, a lot of these these blows bounce off, and you feel the time right. catching back up to you. Uh, but you do get that one good, solid hit alongside Lionel. And then suddenly you are, you know, sprinting towards the bubble. And I go, <gasps> And you feel the time start to come back. You can see, like, slow movement start to happen. And then all of a sudden, like a rubber band, everything starts moving again. And you slam face first into that shield. God damn it. <laughs> I'm so fucking... I'm like... I can do, like, one You're hit. almost cool. I'm almost cool. <laughs> I'm so shitty at it. It's Jerry's Why turn. Why am I cursed? 
Jerry has now escaped your vision entirely. Goodbye, Jerry. Why did you even roll for Jerry? <laughs> he's he's on the field. I got to know what's going on. Goodbye, Jerry. Jerry's doing his best. Um, Ezek. Ezek's turn. You did mediocre, Jerry. Ezek is close now, and you're pretty weak. He's going to, like, bring up one of those red threads, and they sort of, like, twist around out of the ground like he's plucking a worm out of the ground and into the in between his palms and then he kind of launches it and it moves through the air like a snake and just sort of disappears before it reaches Gwydion but Gwydion you feel like this pulse in your chest and you regain eight points of health oh thank god yeah Gwydion like glances over at Ezek just like with a look of desperation like you know yeah you can see he's just sweating and he he gives you a quick nod and he's back into it gonna bring us to Herbert all right. So, um, another six seconds passed, and another wave of energy and effort. And at this point, there may be even like a soft purple glow among the ash that is floating through the air. And Herbert, in his grunts of effort, or false, give me strength. And he's just, with all of his might, pulling at this thorn out of the earth. Nice. One more round after Gideon, this. It's your turn. Okay, so you one more action to achieve crystallize, correct? Yeah, do you want to pull that off? Yes, I'm going to pull that off, and then I'm going to cast uh, Renardin's Trick. I just kind of look at I just look at Murdoch in the eyes and give him a wink, and then <laughs> just say, fuck you, Murdoch. And then I just go invisible, and then I'm relieved of the restraint. Yeah, so. it's like a hat trick, because you're there, and then suddenly he's <laughs> grabbing at nothing, you know? It's <laughs> like his grip just was in the air. Yeah. You are gone. Gwydion, where are you going? Do you um, want to move I'm going to go directly behind him. Okay. So you're right there with Lionel now. Yeah. Give uh <laughs> give Echo all of the all of the Murdoch focus, I guess. Actually where is Echo? Echo right. is grabbing Murdoch by the beard and the face, just like up on his chest and blasting fire. She wasn't here a second ago and she is now. Okay. Can I retract my movement? Yeah, I mean, you're in the same square. Okay, I want to move behind Echo. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. We're next to Echo. I'm done. Deal. (laughs) Next to Echo. Okay, it's Murdoch's turn. Murdoch's going to hit Echo in the face, I guess, four times. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I thought he had three actions. He has four actions. Oh, my God. Unless Echo hexed him. No. Can you fucking hex this bitch? Not right now, I can't. Oh, my God. I'm kidding. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Just full might, just going to to lift his massive... He takes three damage from the fire. Oh, thank you. He's still Ow. on fire. On fire, he lifts his massive fist up. It's crackling with lightning. And he's just going to try and punch Echo four times. I'm tempted, because you were literally grabbing him, to give him advantage on this. But I'm also not an evil bastard entirely. So it's going to be four straight hits. I mean, like, have you ever been attacked by a dog and tried to, like, push it off? It's really hard. Because they're, like, right there, and they're, like, actively have their mouth on you. Oh, yeah, but you could totally punch them in the head. Yeah, yeah it's easier to punch a he- punch a dog in the head that mm. that's biting you than that's, like, 10, 20 feet away. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. Why are you punching dogs hard. in the head? Yeah, yeah. what's wrong with yeah, you? I just thought it was... Jesus, I, well, well, what was you know. scenario? Have you ever been mauled by a dog? I don't know. Maybe it's a relatable thing. Okay, I've got a 16. Uh, no. I've got a 23. Yes. A 24. <laughs> Yes, but let's do let's resolve that twenty three okay. real quick. All right, hold on. All right, <laughs> you're in for a world of hurt, dude. Let's do it. 
Oh, oh, you mean resolve damage. I thought you had a trick up your sleeve. <laughs> uh, okay. Because he, he gets to roll 1d4 every time. That's true. And so. yeah. also gets to flicker as a reaction to take yep. damage. Yeah. Yep. Take 11 points of damage. Woo! That back. Ah, I rolled a 4 on that. Oh, yeah, so, nice. uh... Take 7. 7 damage, thank you. Yeah. And she... Like, I picture just like, wham! Like, her head flies yeah. back and she just is out of there. You're gone. Yep. She flickers... Sorry, Woody, and she flickers oh. like ten feet back. That's fair. That's better. Away yep. from him, mm-hmm. yeah. kind of behind Gwydion now. Mm. So she, like, has him, and then just like that, wham! She's gone. Okay, he's going to move ten feet up and do it again. <laughs> Gwydion's between us. Oh shit! He doesn't know that, and I still have my shield up. Yeah, but I don't know how that's going to operate. I mean, logistically, I have a shield up, and I'm I in mean, front of him, and he doesn't know I'm there. So if he punches, it de- it's going to hit. If is he moving into your space? He's moving into to Gwydion's space. I don't think we've ever had a scenario like this before. <laughs> what do we do? I guess he f- he's aware that Gwydion's there. Like he's. I mean, it's a reaction, right? The Lancer shit's a reaction. That's right. what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ooh, so give you me get a hit. That's yeah, a you get to take to the do. hit on him. That's the first thing we need to do. That's a cool setup that you got going on. You guys are somersaulting away from him essentially and poking him with a spear. <laughs> three, um, three does not hit. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. <laughs> we're just I idiot. keep doing the... Oh, it's still... It's a three anyway. <laughs> that sucks. That's fine. Um, now he's where you're there, but he knows it's going to be hard to hit an invisible opponent. So he's still going to move around you, and which is going to be 15 feet, and try and hit Echo. I'm not going to count those other rolls since we're going to do this one at a time. So he's done two. So he's going to do third. Total of a 23 to hit. Yes. Okay. Mm. Eight points of damage. Minus one, so seven damage. Just slamming his fist into you again. And you can feel that there's that little extra bit of pain from the crackling lightning of each hit. Are you doing anything? Uh, I would say that with that punch, she is now going to flicker. Like, again, I think in my head, you see her, like, try to kind of juke him. Yeah. But he just, wham! And she flickers past him. Can you flicker twice as a reaction? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. She flickers past him 15 feet. Okay, that brings us to Spadefoot, right? Or not, you know, that, I mean, that's the only target in his view, so. Oh. <laughs> well, Spadefoot's at the thing, right? And you I mean, the, it's like all pretty close, You went to the dog. bubble, so who's, it's so. Oh, no! Zote's, Zote's fucking dead. Zote's the only Zote's one. Zote's about to be a smote. <laughs> okay, so he's got that one more hit, and he doesn't turn around. He just looks up at Zote, and laughs to himself <laughs> you don't belong here do you and just charges at him like a bull he's gonna he's gonna hit so as hard as he fucking can that's so sad he's gonna do an ether spear on on Zod, I think. Oh he's my gonna God. try and get rid of this guy who has actually no. hurt him he's recognized yeah this. Zod has hurt him so Zod's gonna roll agility Come on, Zote. Natural 20. Nice! Thank God. He charges at him, and you can see the lightning in Murdoch's hand, like, forms into this spear, and he launches this massive rod of lightning, and Zote just, like, sidesteps over in the dirt. Just little, (laughs) this little gnome with a, with a, Pointed pink cap and his pink onesie oh just sidesteps. <laughs> just sidesteps up a literal bolt of lightning. Oh, you're approaching me. <laughs> yeah. Um. Zote has done it, and then uh, Zote's going to summon his pickle jar stand. Yes. <laughs> no, yeah. no. 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 Uh, Echo, it's your turn. Christ. Holy shit. 
Um, that was scary. <laughs> he how far away from me is he now? He moved up 10, so 20 feet. 20 feet. Echo is just kind of screaming. There are some words in there. It's like interspersed with common and green. Mm-hmm. She's just screaming at him about taking and just that's all you fucking do. And she's going to cast Lacerate on him. Okay. Okay. He takes seven damage. Seven points of damage. He took it. Yep. And he needs to make a mic check. Otherwise, he's bleeding. Oh, bleeding. Okay. 18. Just barely. (laughs) That sucks. That sucks. She does it again. Okay. (laughs) And he takes 11 damage. Ooh, what the fuck? Okay, awesome. Just these, again, like we've said, seen a million times before, the black tentacles just coming up, and they don't even look like the tentacles anymore. They almost look like blades, just like cutting at him. Boom, boom, ripping at his back. He got he got a 20. Okay, so yeah, he takes the damage, but he's not bleeding, which sucks for me. Good for him. He's still on fire, though. So. He is still on fire. It's Arla's turn. Okay, that sucks. Uh, <laughs> she broke both of her fucking ankles. <laughs> Azonica's turn. Azonica is outside of your vision now. Zote's turn. Zote looks up at him. He says, I'm right where I need to be, motherfucker. He pulls out some sort of bottle. It looks like some sort of black fluid. It looks pretty familiar. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and he uncorks it and he drinks it. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Kamikaze. Lionel's turn. Lionel charges up to Murdoch. Just you can. The lot of you are behind Lionel at this point, so you're just seeing this this old man's shoulders oh like God. move in a practice way. And he yes. goes up to Murdoch. He twists his sword around so it's facing the ground, and he's gonna make an attack roll. It hits. He jams his sword in the back of Murdoch's shin and into the ground, pinning him. Whoa. Whoa. Um, and he takes a step back and just kind of like raises his fist. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, we got three shots from your guy in the hills. Wonder who that could be. Both of, both or two of the three are going to hit. So, so as soon as Murdoch gets pinned to the ground, you see his head rocks back. Like, because blam! He got um, shot with a fucking gun. He just got shot with a fucking gun in the head. He's going <laughs> to back take. and to the left. <laughs> <laughs> 15 points of damage. Okay. And he's looking rough. It's probably the two holes in his head, mostly. <laughs> uh, and he's pinned to the stone. Is it my- It is now your turn, Spadefoot. All right. Because I'm not strong enough to walk through a bubble. I'm going to hop on over to Murdoch. Little fawn boy, little fawn legs. Here he comes. Hey, guys, you ever see Petticoat Junction? <laughs> I'm going to say, okay, so my stuff didn't work, so I'm going to try your stuff now, and I'm just going to touch in his arm, okay. and I'm going to extract aspect. Mm. So I temporarily absorb his knowledge and his primary ability. Okay. His <laughs> primary ability is... That's <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> all you can do now. I mean, his primary ability is ether bending, of course. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well... Um, so. I can already ether bend, so I was hoping it was something else. <laughs> no, that's what you get. It's not. <laughs> oh, well, can I not do that? I thought he was like a monk. Uh, I mean, we think a lot of things yeah. about him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. he, he is at his core, despite his despite his history, he is at his core a moon elf. Yeah. So I'm going to say that you've got something from him that is moon elfish, but I'm not sure if Spadefoot really knows what that is. Oh. Beyond oh. beyond a basic understanding that you can push this out in the form of fiery lightning, right? That is something that you can do. I, I don't think it necessarily is 
ether bending in the way that you think it is because you're mimicking his style, which is just to rip ether out of the air and then wield it like a knife or a hammer. So you can do that, and you can do that if you want to. All you have to do is make an attack roll. Cool. Well, I mean, it sounds like I'm going to make an attack roll and totally fuck up the universe real quick. Fuck me and I don't do it even though he's right fucking there. Okay, what'd you do? I rolled a 10. Okay. I don't know, I so I die? So you <laughs> so you grab into the air and just like oh. lightning out and you don't know how to hold on to it. Like That's fair. It's it's lightning that you just ripped out of thin air. I mean hot white lightning from the 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 heart of storms. And you rip it out and it just like goes scattering like a like a skipping stone across the the barren landscape and it's gone. Kills Echo instantly. Now hold on, hold on. The other part of this spell is I temporarily absorb his knowledge. What do you want to know? What 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 is he doing here? He's what here are to these trammels? What did, what did what are these trammels? Those trammels suck power. <laughs> okay. I guess I didn't have to say it like that. Um, siphon. They say siphon the very essence of the heartwood's roots. It's 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 network beneath the the heart of the forest. It is it is targeting to draw that power and bring it to Zale wherever he is mm. or wherever they are. Oh yeah, we gotta fucking do something about that. Yeah. I mean, I am. Yup. Yeah. And at the same time, you can sense that it's it's like jail bars pinning something down so it can't bubble back up. Something good is being held down oh, here. Cool. All right. I mean, that's it. I I am fucking worthless. Okay, that's awesome. It's Jerry's turn. Fuck you, Jerry. Jerry's Why are we still rolling for Jerry? Jerry has died. Jerry oh, has oh. died? Poor Jerry. No, just kidding. He, okay. He, he did try in a very scary situation, and I'm he not going to hate on him for that. Jerry's dead. Now as, we don't have to remember his name. That's true. Uh, Ezek's turn. Who? It's awful. <laughs> Ezek's turn. He sees, he looks over Herbert as trying to look for any kind of sign like we're almost done. Yeah. Does he get it? I, I mean, like... You know, like, you can tell that Herbert is putting a lot of effort in. Mm-hmm. There's, like, I would imagine that, like, there is a sheen of, like, like that purple, like, light mm-hmm. around Herbert. And maybe it's, like, flowing outward into this this spike mm-hmm. and into the ground below him as well. Mm-hmm. And just, like, every six seconds, there's a pulse. You can feel it. It's coming out. Okay, okay. He then looks over and sees the sword that Lionel used to pin Murdoch down, and he's going to hold his fist up and bring up a bunch of these cords of ether. Like, this time it's fast, like way faster than you've seen, and they slap all around. These red, green, blue threads slap all around Murdoch's body and start to pin him down to the ground even more so. And that's what he's doing. He says, get ready to run. Herbert, it's your turn. All right. And uh, another six seconds have passed, and you feel another poof, right? So, Consecrate is done. Consecrate is done. All right. right. Every item and structure within a 500-foot diameter is cured of curses. Mm -hmm. And it is pervasive. Mm -hmm. The spell's duration is one decade. Whoa. Right? So, nothing within this radius can be cursed again for another 10 years. That's awesome. So why don't you tell me what that feels like and narrate that shit. <laughs> What's the radius again? 500 feet. Okay. In, like, I imagine that's 500 feet from center, so a diameter of 500 feet. Yeah. 1,000 feet across. Yeah. So that's like, what, a fifth of a mile? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if Herbert knows this, but you can feel it's like the first thing you feel as you're wrestling with this thing's dark magic that you're grabbing is like this little pop, like 
almost like a champagne cork way away from you, mm-hmm. straight ahead to the to the west. Mm-hmm. Um, this has reached a nether tremble, mm-hmm. the, the next one. Oh, that's great. Dope. And then this thing just slides out like you're unsheathing a sword. Mm-hmm. And when it comes out and you move your hand away from it and the pain ends, mm-hmm. there's hot white, like white from heat from your hands Mm -hmm. um, marks on this black metal Mm -hmm. and it's just sort of a piece of metal now there's no roots or anything Mm -hmm. and there's this in everyone's chest this sort of feeling of like bubbly light like you're drinking a a shot of wine and it warms your chest and as you pull this thing out and there's this audible pop that echoes around the barren landscape what's underneath is just this like explosion of bright green like wet growth that just like spills out like a serpent and then goes flat and grows out from this hole very quickly in a in, in a five foot diameter around it and it just sort of stops and slows down and drips and you can hear the wet from it like dripping on the glass surface and echo you feel from your amalgamate this like sense of immense relief and that's what happens. Two out of the three trembles are down. You'll have to remove the other one by hand, obviously. That's the, great. The one you did consecrate as well. But mm-hmm. And Murdoch is currently tethered to the ground. This is your chance to get out with some gain. Gwydion, it's your turn. Yeah, that's my actions. But we don't need to worry about the trammel now because it's been cleansed, right? Everything. Like if it, if it was a cursed item. Last one. If there's any cursed items in your inventory, they are not cursed. I forgot to mention that. I'm oh. sorry. Your face mask. No, it's like as Madeline grabs yeah. all of her shit. Oh, that's amazing. Every item, every structure within 500 foot diameter di- or radius. Spade fit. Your, your mask, it just like falls off. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <gasps> there's this like breath that's Wow, I'm not going to suffocate. Mm-hmm. The doorknob explodes. <laughs> that means recursed. I have that means I have a, a normal wand in my inventory. Yep. Anything that's cursed. So I don't even know what wand you're talking about. What, what do you want to do right the, now? What did the boys want? Yeah, we we've got problems to worry about. So yeah, the tra- did, did, I, I need to know if the trammel is something we still need to get out. So the one that was close by is still on the ground, but no longer cursed. This one that Herbert is holding is out and no longer cursed. The one that's closest to you, the other one, the next one, the second one is no longer cursed, but still on the ground. And then there's one up north that is still okay, cursed still one up north. and still on the ground. So we have to move to that one. Okay. Gwydion just rests on his sword for a minute. And Amergen, if you can hear me, if you can break free now, I need you right here, right now. I need you to take us north now. And then I'm just going to try to, I just bow my head and I just keep repeating his name. Just say a few lines of his incantation, vulpine voice, the hidden groves I tread, fleet of foot, cloak of red. And he's going to look up and check and he's going to continue. Elder roots I tend with cunning fame, the tower I rend. And he's going to look up and keep looking around. Hmm. By three eyes I see wreathed an oak born of tree. And he's going to look around. Does he see anything? The wind's starting to pick up. New moon comes, so woven dreams I sing now. A path of wrath, a reckoning, an earthen womb, the name is chosen. Rise, vulpine voice, warm the frozen. And he's going to like look around really panicked, like he's choking up. He's. You look around and, and you can see through like pure blurred vision, like little specks in the fog of orange, gray fur. And you can see like the direction they're going don't really match up. It's starting to come to you that through these little holes in the fog, this 
cascading bed of fur is like coiling around your group. And then you look up to Murdoch. They're pinned by a sword and by threads of ether. And then as if you had been walking on a trail for quite a long time and had just now looked up and focused on the end of it, at the end of that trail, you see Murdoch like warps in the middle and just sort of bends away from you. And the ground below you, which is now pockmarked with dewy green, just sort of stretches out. And it just keeps stretching until Murdoch becomes this like warped little speck of obsidian burnt skin off in the distance. And then very suddenly, you're just north of the mound. And the fog, the smog and the ash is like is ripped away by this harsh whip of wind. And here is the next tremble. Hell yeah. I think we'll see you guys next week. Where's Arlo? Thanks.